Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Because of all the dysfunction in America, all of the out of control crime, I thought a massive red wave was coming it did not and some areas it was still a good night for republicans like in new york state except for lee zeldin though he ran a great race In a moment, political consultant Hank Scheinkoff is calling in, and during the course of this hour, we want to hear from you. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So Governor Hochul won by about five uh, percentage points, according to uh, incomplete Board of Elections uh, results a margin large enough to allow her to celebrate before midnight yesterday. Ultimately, Hoku benefited from the solid turnout in New York City, if you will, by historical standards, running up the score on Zeldin as it relates to Democrats in the city, outnumber Republicans by a 7-to-1 margin. Republicans pick up Uh, at least here, three New York House seats, congressional seats, with a Long Island sweep for Republicans and a defeat of Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee Chair Sean Patrick Maloney. But wow. 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 Have you seen the New York Post Page one headline that's running now. Wow. And here's what it says. Trumpy, dumpty. The headline says toxic Trump. Then the caption says in big, bold print, Don, who couldn't build a wall, had a great fall, can all the GOP's men put the party back together again? And is a piece written by John Pod Horitz, and um, it, it says, the subheadline says, here's how Donald Trump sabotaged the Republican midterms. So, again, the GOP won all four races on uh, Long Island. Uh, Sean Patrick Maloney uh, conceded his race uh, today in the Hudson Valley. And we are going to be going to your telephone calls, but joining us first right now, and we see all of your calls, uh, on the line we have Democratic strategist Hank Scheinkoff to assess everything midterms, and we'll get to the Biden, the President Biden press conference in a few minutes. 
But I want to start with Hank Scheinkoff, and thank you very much, Hank, for joining us. I'm very happy to be with you, Dominic. I hope everything's going great. Yes. So the red wave failed to materialize, but congressional Republicans, at least in New York, did well. The top of the ticket, Lee Zeldin in New York, did not win. I predicted, Hank Scheinkoff, a red wave, and it did not happen. Why? I thought there'd be a red wave across the country, too, Dominic, quite frankly. Why did it not happen that way? You know, we're just lucky. You know, Joe Biden is really the big winner here. Um, We've had the general. This is the smallest number of seats lost by the party in power to the party out of power in the midterm in 20 years. I mean, it's pretty extraordinary. Also credit the wisdom of the American population, the American public, the voting public. It's not about Republicans or Democrats. It's about a system that they worry was out of control. When you saw the idea that democracy was in trouble pop up on polls, when the antidote was people engaging in a kind of behavior that would make the system more stable, not less, and that's very important. Okay, so uh, political consultant Hank Scheinkoff, let's talk about the uh, governor's race, Lee Zeldin, Governor Kathy Hochul, uh, why did Zeldin come up short? We know we know he was facing an uphill battle, almost an impossible battle to begin with when you look at enrollment numbers. But what happened? In fact, it wasn't. You're exactly correct, Dominic. It's an impossible battle for Republicans. It's not been done since 1994. Why? The registration, the enrollment numbers are difficult to overcome. Zeldin had particular problems. His problems: Donald Trump, abortion, guns, and um, the insurrection. Simple. He just had all those problems as one. He did He did things that were just not quite correct, like bring DeSantis to uh, New York to campaign for him. Ridiculous. All that did was reinforce his radicalism to people. Uh, Kathy Hochul had a lot more money. She spent it wisely in the last couple of weeks. Before that, it was spent badly. It was a bad campaign that she ran. Blame the advisors. Don't blame the governor. She uh, is one tough cookie, as they like to say. They used to say to me in the South Bronx. And uh, she fought very hard. But Zeldin had an uphill battle. And the campaign he ran wasn't very good until the last uh, couple of weeks when some money came in. We are chatting with political consultant Hank Scheinkoff. And, and I know you're going to say this is a hypothetical that we'll never know the answer to. But in the, in, the, in the end of the campaign, the final days of the campaign, Hochul brought in every major Democrat nationally you could think of. If she did not have that advantage, what do you think would have happened? Well, you know, let's, Dominic, let's dig a little deeper into that for a moment. Not only did she bring in every possible Democrat, but she brought in Democrats who were highly popular with African-American voters. What the data showed, apparently, based upon what we know, what we can surmise, is that she, had, she up to that point, hadn't created a lot of excitement among African-Americans, the most loyal portion of the Democratic Party voting electorate and especially prominent and significant in New York City, where if you don't win New York City or you don't win the black vote, you're not going to win New York City probably, right? So she brought in Bill Clinton, and she brought in Barack Obama, and she brought in everybody else, and she made it personal for African-American voters. The result, Rodney's Prashad was able to deliver a large vote in Brooklyn, regardless of what some may say. Uh, the Queens numbers popped up. The Bronx numbers were not great, but they were better than they would have been. So it was a smart move on her part. I believe the governor took control of the campaign toward the end, knowing that she was flagging and got tired of it. Why? She's a fighter. She doesn't give up easy. Explain this one to me. Sean Patrick Maloney goes down uh, in defeat. Democrat, what happened in that race? Likely not in touch with the, just the district that he inherited. It's not the district that was that he originally had, number one. Number two, in suburban vote, and that's really still considered a suburban area in many ways, um, close enough to New York, and people who have houses there left New York because New York City because they didn't want to be um, they didn't want to put up with what was here. When the crime thing broke, he paid the price. And so what happened to congressional Republicans, congressional members in New York who were defeated? It was in places where, frankly, the people didn't want crime and they didn't want New York City, and they were very worried about chaos and the cost of living. And so you put that all together, and you got to find a Democrat to blame. What better Democrat is there a guy that you don't exactly know? who's also an officer of the National Democratic Party. Interesting. So 
Governor Hochul makes history as the first woman elected uh, in New York as New York uh, governor statewide. Control of the Senate is up in the air. Trump allies fall short. And Democrats overperform. Is is that correct, Hank Sheinkoff? They perform and in an, an historical fashion. They do much better than people think, which is not about partisanship. But about, as I said before, Dominic, but a desire by the American people for no more chaos, more, st- more, more stability. Donald Trump, big loser. Joe Biden, big winner. DeSantis of Florida, big winner. He turns Florida from a from a state that we could be you could say would go either way, really. To be, you know, it's kind of in play. It's a swing state. No longer the case. It is now red as red can be. And DeSantis is a big winner here. Well, you mentioned Governor DeSantis. What would a primary against former Trump, former President Donald Trump, and Governor Ron DeSantis, what does that look like, Hank Chinkoff? I think DeSantis wins it, and I'll tell you why. Um, He'll do much better immediately in the South. Trump will have had his legal problems paraded for months uh, in the press. Uh, He's got got potential criminal issues. He has has civil issues. Um, DeSantis is a very good fundraiser, and Trump has just failed. I mean, the candidates overall that he endorsed, even those who won, walked away from him. Ryan in Ohio, who beat, uh, excuse me, Vance, who beat Ryan in Ohio for the U.S. Senate seat there, didn't mention Donald Trump. He just kept going. Donald Trump is a liability for Republicans, and they know it now, and they see DeSantis as the way out. He's finally the excuse to walk away from the Trump years. Interesting. In Georgia, Herschel Walker, Raphael Warnock, who wins the runoff? What does that uh, runoff race look like? Well, the, the, you know, Herschel Walker would have been in better position if the votes uh, for Kemp, the governor, had been stronger, but they weren't. I would have pushed him in. Now, uh, now he's going to face a runoff, and uh, that's not good news because the last time someone faced a runoff with uh, Reverend Warnock, Reverend Warnock is the one who went to the Senate, not the other fellow. So, you got to give Warnock an edge here. The amount of money that we spent in that runoff is hard to be hard to imagine. It'll probably pay off the national debt of one of the countries in, in Central America. You know, significant. Well, political consultant Hank Sheinkoff, as always, we thank you for joining us. I look forward to chatting with you in the future. We are now, folks, moving to your telephone calls. The day, the night, the morning after the midterm elections, and uh, we see all the calls from Queens to the Catskills, the Bronx, Yonkers, Rockland, Maine. It was amazing to watch at the White House a few hours ago. Amazing, utterly amazing. I have never seen a news conference where an American president just lets reporters ask two and three questions and all the time in the world, and I'm here with you, and you ask me all the questions that you want, and and let's just have a conversation, and let's just talk to each other, the president and the press. I wonder why. I wonder why it was done that way. I want you, before I start with your telephone calls, to listen to President Biden. Well, we had an election yesterday, and uh, it was a good day, I think, for democracy, and I think it was a good day for America. Excuse me, I have a little hoarse. Our democracy has been tested in recent years, but uh, with their votes, uh, the American people have spoken and proven once again that democracy is who we are. Interesting. Let's start with the uh, telephone calls. Let's begin in Yonkers with Devin. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dom. Um, big fan of yours. I just Thank wanted you. to ask you, I just wanted to ask you, you know, I was stunned last night. I did not expect this, as I think most of us didn't. Um, and the lesson that I think I'm taking out of this, and I wanted to know your thoughts, is that the liberals have done an extraordinarily great job of painting us um, to the right or, or moderate to the right, like I am, um, as white supremacists and evil people and Nazis and racists. And I think 
that I can't explain it otherwise. I mean, look at this economy. Look at the border. Look, I mean, how could I don't know how else to explain what happened last night other than they've done a really good job tarnishing our names. And I wanted to know what your thoughts were. Well, I, I, you may be on to something, but every time, and I thought it was foolish when President Biden uh, went before the cameras and uh, held a news conference or delivered a speech and said the election is all about democracy. This is what this is about. What 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 Democrats have been effective at right now at this given time is, uh, frankly, and there's no other way to say this, whenever you move past the last election, he says, uh, that is Biden, MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. He says, Trump, Trump, Trump. And whether it's fair or not, whether it's accurate or not, it brings up certain feelings amongst uh, some Democrats. And it's a strategy, uh, and thank you for the call, it's a strategy thus far that has worked uh, for Mr. Biden. But it's amazing the president had all the time in the world today. Oh, a little bit of cockiness and, you know, he wants to run and, and you know, he's got to talk to his wife, but, you know, in all likelihood, he wants to run. Let's go to Stan in Rockland County. Good morning, Stan. What's on your mind? Yeah, Dominic? Yes, go right ahead, please. Yeah, hi. Yeah, hi, it's Sam. It's Sam, not Stan. Okay, Sam, What's your, okay. It, says, it says Stan here. What's oh. your name again, please? Yeah, my name is Sam. Sam, Sam okay, Sam, Rockland go County. right ahead, please. Yes. Go ahead, please. Hi, Dominic. Okay, I have I have a very simple answer to all of this. I okay. think Trump was by far the best president that we ever had. And Trump is extremely popular, and people are crazy over him. And what's going on over here is two simple words, okay? As long as we will not get rid of, of mail-in ballots, absentee ballots, or drop boxes, there's no way to control these kind of frauds. No, you know, you know what, Sam, I, I respect you, but I do not want to go down that road this morning. Let Please, let's not. I'm not the conspiracy guy to call with on this unless you can point to definitive proof of corruption from yesterday. I don't even want to waste my time uh, discussing that. The fact of the matter is Democrats were quite effective at 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 uh, at tarring if you will mr trump i agree with you he was a he was a good president but but democrats don't see it that way and they thank you for the call and they will never see it that way i think they would rather have a political novice as president of the united states if it comes to that political novice or donald trump and i don't think frankly they're looking at any results when it comes to Mr. Trump, all they know is um, his tweets, uh, his personality, and um, and they they just don't want him around. Let's go to Tony in Clifton, New Jersey. Good morning, Tony. What's on your mind? Oh my goodness! Oh, Dominic, I was so shell shocked this morning, but I listened to all of my good feedback today, and I really see good things coming because. If we get the House and the Senate, which I'm hoping, uh, we can really move forward and do a lot legislative, le- legislatively, and we can sort of start to come together from that end of the spectrum. But I also feel I would have liked the Republican candidate to know their people a bit better. I think it's not really what we want. It's what the people want. So we really need candidates that could connect with people more. And so I think that's important, too. I'd like to see that in upcoming elections. Well, I I hear you, Tony, and I I thank you for the call. You know, I think the theme this morning, folks, is that anyone that's reasonable will say, I just don't see how Governor Hoku could win given the crime uh, in this state. 
And perhaps that's why the Democrats act like crime. What crime? But what you also need to understand is this is blue, blue, blue New York. And it's as simple as that. Let's go to Freddie. Freddie's calling from Flushing. Good morning, Freddie. What's on your mind? Hi, first time caller, but a long time listener. You are so uh, level-headed. You really well, don't take you. sides, and I, I love that. All right, I'm not going to take up much time, but I do have uh, two or three questions, very simple ones. Do you think uh, with Florida changing and tightening up there, I'm not going to the election for it. I'm not one of those deniers. Do you think tightening the belt on how it should be voted with uh, voter ID and so on played a part in how big of a difference it was that Florida is now deep red? Um, that's actually my simple question. I have a bigger question. Do you mind okay. me throwing it in real quick? Sure, sure. But I, but let me answer the first one now. Please, go ahead. Um, I'm curious I, I just think that DeSantis is that popular in, in, um, in Florida. That's, but, but, but let me tell you the negative side. Okay. Please. So I've, I've been doing this for about 40 years and former. I've been listening and, to you since New York won. <laughs> well, Please. thank you. And former President Trump has already indicated what's coming it's about to be a throw down to the end uh he has already said he it, the story was buried yesterday because of the midterms trump has already said that he knows things about DeSantis that nobody else knows and so he's telling us, right, I think right now, and, and, and then you have the Trump lawyer telling DeSantis, stay in your lane. You're doing a good job in Florida. I have a funny feeling that major dirt is about to drop. Can I answer that one? I have another question. That's more Go ahead. Go ahead. Quickly, and then I do have to point? move on. Go ahead. Right, so then I was going to answer your point. In my nightclubs in New York City, a lot of Democrats come in, party mm-hmm. leaders and whatnot. Okay. That's actually true. Um, there's a huge infight between DeSantis's party and Trump's party. Now, I'm a big Trump supporter, so this is where I was going with my last question. Fetterman and Oz, um, I don't believe people vote for uh, candidates no more. I believe it's about DNR strictly, and that's not how it should be, I believe. You're because correct. there's no way a man with such severe disabilities should be able to be a regular, you know, no-nonsense guy. However, I find it really, I don't want to use the word fishy, but I find it awkward that Oz conceded so quickly. He didn't really put up a fight through the debates or nor on the road. It's almost as if people had to do it because Trump installed them. That's how Achilles heel is with Trump endorses, nobody wants to fight it. There was a better candidate in that race. I forgot her name. It escapes me at the moment. I just want to know what you think that do you believe what I think that Oz gave in too quickly and or he just didn't seem like he wanted to be senator from the beginning. It seemed almost fishy because any natural guy would have beaten Fetterman hands down. I don't believe that anybody else would have lost to him. And I would love to hear your thoughts on well, Fetterman Oz. I, I think Oz gave it his best shot, but he wasn't the perfect candidate. Freddie, I do thank you for the call. I do want to say this in defense of Oz. It's one thing to watch a debate and say, this man, Fetterman, can barely speak, rip him apart. It doesn't work like that, folks, because if if Oz goes after him in a live debate, there can be a boomerang effect. When you are in a live debate, all bets are off. And you have got to be very, very careful. If you're watching it on television, it looks very simple. But it's not. Everything has to be measured. And all odds could do, I'm only referring to that debate, was uh, Fetterman was, was, was drowning himself. And so you just get out the way. So he handled it properly. And... Um, that's that's all that's all that he could do. He lost the the people of uh, Pennsylvania, the Democrats and and perhaps the independent minded folks decided that they'd rather have. I really think it wasn't about Fetterman. I really don't. Just like it's not about the candidates in Georgia. It's about the party label, Democrat or Republican.
That's what it's about. And I believe that people in Pennsylvania felt that uh, with Pennsylvania, uh, the Senate race, uh, perhaps being one of the races that could tilt the Senate, decided they'd rather have Fetterman and his liabilities than the Republican candidate, period. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. John in Freehold, New Jersey. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank Um, you. I just wanted to say, uh, you know, I didn't think it was – I love Trump, and I didn't think it was right when um, DeSantis kind of disrespected him. But uh, at the same time, I don't see why they couldn't – keep it cool between each other. I think if Trump ran in 2024, we would have Republicans for four years, and then DeSantis could have ran after him. No, but John, John, it it doesn't work that way, John. Folks, you got to understand politics, and you have to strike when you're hot. Now, it's different in New York City. So so in in New York City, uh, Eric Adams wanted to run, but I'm just using this as an example. But de Blasio uh, ran again, and so Eric Adams could stand down and, uh, you know, let, let his friend have the, uh, the second term. And it so worked out for him where he was able to win. But remember, it was a crowded field. There's a possibility that it may not have worked out for Eric Adams. So now let's look at, let's look at John, to your point, uh, Trump and DeSantis again. Trump is already indicating that he's about to drop a bomb on DeSantis. So, in other words, you have got to strike when you can. Four years from now, let's let's look at your argument. Trump comes in for four more years, and then DeSantis wants to run. Well, what if what if John President Trump doesn't do so well for argument's sake? And it hurts the Republican Party. Then what for DeSantis? You've got to. Right now, DeSantis is a superstar. There is no guarantee four years from now that he will still be at superstar status. So so you think that no matter what, just politics will always come down to politics? And it always comes. It, it, it all. What, uh, it it you know, always comes down to politics. And so right now. So right now, I have a funny feeling that, um, and I'm only speculating here, and I thank you for the call, John. I have a funny feeling that Trump and DeSantis are are cordial and cool with each other, but only one man can stand right now. Only one. And we know that Trump is going to come with everything that he has. And so... If you're DeSantis, you've got to say to yourself, we don't know what's in DeSantis' background. We're going to find out. It could be a game changer. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But Trump is already signaling, listen, listen, buddy, if you think you're going to take my nomination, then you're going down with me. So politics can be a brutal, brutal sport, if you will. Folks, I've got to take a break. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight. When we come back, we're going to our friend Gracie in Rockland. I don't know if she's still in Los Angeles or in New York. We're going to go to Maine, Brooklyn, the Bronx, the Catskills, and Queens. Talk Radio 77. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, and we are taking your telephone calls. 
Let's go uh, to Eddie in Ocean County, New Jersey. Good morning, Eddie. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. How are you? Uh, um, good, good. Go right ahead, please. I think if you, if you look at this election results objectively, there is no real way to say that this makes sense. You have to look, and what is the difference between this midterm and any other midterm where the president's party gets shellacked? The only difference that you can see is that the former president of the party out of power still commands a big say in, in the Republican Party. That's the only real big difference that could possibly overcome the fundamentals, which would have said that the Republicans should win this outright by a large margin. That being said, I think as a Republican who used to support Trump, that if Trump runs in 24, we're going to lose. And please, my fellow Republicans, do not vote for Trump in the Republican primary. It will lose us the presidency and it will lose us Congress. It's not smart. We should go with anyone else. DeSantis is looking strong. I think he could win the general. Anyone else is better than Trump. Trump is only going to lose it for us. But DeSantis is not really tested. See, it, it's one thing to be a uh, knight in shining armor when you haven't really been tested. That's the Ooh, problem with the tested, Who's ever been tested on a national scale before they make a run for president? This is true. This is true. But what again, what I'm worried about is that, and the story broke yesterday, uh, Trump says that he's got some major stuff on DeSantis, and he's going to drop it. There is no doubt about it. He's going to drop it. Dominic, and then what? Do you, believe, do you believe that? Yeah, I do, especially How coming from Trump. Trump. How would Trump know something about DeSantis that only DeSantis's wife would be the other person to know? <laughs> hey, Eddie, Eddie, th- this is politics, friend. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, th- th- this is politics. Uh, uh, in politics, even on your friends, you have folders uh, of uh, allegations in their lives. And remember, remember now, uh, I don't know what it is that Mr. Trump is referring to on DeSantis, but remember what dropped on the African-American Democrat uh, the first time that DeSantis ran against in terms of the troubles in his personal life. In term, uh, right. In terms of uh, the drugs and 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 uh, and gay relationships and being found nude and. In politics, it's a vicious, vicious cycle. And so and so you're saying that DeSantis is the guy and he looks like the guy, Eddie, but I'm worried that he's not battle tested. That's what I'm worried about. And I'm worried about what Trump is going to drop on him. For Trump to mention his wife and something's it's not pretty. Something's not right here. And, the bottom and, line is that I think heading into 24, Trump is the weakest bet for the Republicans, and it would not be smart. I know. I used to be I, – I used to have Trump flags and Trump stickers all around my bed in my dorm in school where I am. I, I was the most fervent Trump supporter you could find. I just don't think it's smart politically. If we want to win, would we rather be loyal to Trump or would we rather win? I'd rather win and bring this country in a conservative direction. Okay, but but, but Eddie, but but for lack of a better term here, Trump is still an 800-pound gorilla within the party. Who's going to tell him that he can't have the nomination? Who's going to stand up to him and and say, no, 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 we're going with DeSantis? Who's going to do that? After last night, Trump... He his his candidates did terrible. His party. No, no, I got, I, I got Eddie. I got it. I got it. You're making sense. Who's going to tell right. Trump he can't have the nomination? The Trump's the 800 pound gorilla, and the Santos is the 600 pound gorilla. No, no, and no. It, it, if, if if you're comparing him to Trump, I would say Trump is the 800 pound gorilla, and the Santos is maybe a 100 pound gorilla. It's night and day. It's night and day. Do you, you think Trump has a chance in the general? Yes. Yes. Do you think he starts as an underdog? In, in, uh, the primary or the general? In the general. I, the general. I, I, I don't see Trump as an underdog in anything he does. I, I'm just being now, honest with you, Eddie. And in a one-on-one against DeSantis, would he have 
a lock on the nomination, or would he just be a favorite for the Republican I, I nomination? Don't see, I don't see DeSantis as competition for Trump. Okay. Because, because, but, 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 Eddie, but, but maybe you're right and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right and maybe I'm wrong. I, I could be wrong. I thought it was going to be a red wave and, and that did not happen. So, but I do, I do thank you for the telephone call and have a great morning. Let's go from New Jersey to our friend Gracie in Rockland. Good morning, Gracie. What's on your mind? Good morning. I'm still in California. Okay. What's on my mind? Is this? I like what young Eddie said, his college dorm room. Excellent. We need young people like that. See, um, the Trump people lost because it's three people against the person. Number one, the Democratic uh, opponent. Number two, the media. And number three, the people that hate Trump, meaning the rhinos. Now, the P- I love Trump, but I think Eddie's 100 percent right. We have to win. We have to put the country first. And he didn't win in 20, and his people didn't come through now. It's going to be the same thing. We have to uh, work together. And uh, McConnell, Mitch McConnell, I hope they, I, I know he's going to still be uh, the, the Senate, either minority leader or majority leader. But he didn't help any of the Trump candidates, the Trump-backed candidates. That's number one. Number two, the people who won in Long Island, God bless them, wonderful. Even Mike Lawler, our congressperson, the 17th one. The thing is, the big areas are like New York City or, the, you know, uh, uh, Kingston, uh, um, Albany, uh, part of Erie County, because, you know, she spread the money around, Hoko, with the the football stadium. Okay, where there's the general population, that's where they uh, the Democrats win in New York State. But here in the local elections, we did pretty well, and I'm at least a little happy about that. I'm not going to cut my wrist. Okay, well, well, fair enough, uh, Gracie, but but that's oh, what... Dominic! Yes, yes. One thing more. Yes. And I hope our dear friends, Audrey in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and uh, David in the Bronx... Yes. ...and Stan in Queens are safe, because this winning will give the, bad, the baddies more uh, um, strength to go out and mug more people. And I really hope to go well, all our friends are safe. Well, well you, you mentioned Stan in Queens. And as no, you, I know. I know. He's Patona Nangrata. Right. He you know is. I mean. because, because I'm very disappointed in him. I gave him the option. I didn't talk to him privately. I know. But all he needed to do, all he needed to do was come on and apologize for a, a statement that he made uh, branding, if you will, an entire group of people. And he'd rather be stubborn and not do that. So I don't mention him on the show. And again, until he does apologize, he will not be on this program. And I do not even want to discuss him. So, Gracie. Oh, no, definitely not. I'm just, you know, throwing it out because I know he's listening. So, uh, so please stay Stay safe, Paterno Non Grata, because I know the three of them obviously <laughs> voted Democrat. But I don't see how anybody with half a brain in New York City could, well, what's going on. And, uh, Dominic, you know, i got to tell you something. You're only on that hour. Of course you need more. But your fans, we love you. Thank you're the you. fairest, and you give the most opportunity for calling. So now I'm going to get off and give someone else a chance. God bless you. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Gracie. J- j- and listen, in a perfect world, just do me one small favor, Gracie. Just tell the one or two nuts that love to email me to please stop emailing me because it's to the point where I don't even read their emails anymore, and, and, and the emails go right to spam. So in my ideal world... Gracie, that's the only thing that um that and it's it's sad. I don't want to I don't want to um spend all this time on this, but uh it two two individuals. Oh, 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 you 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 talk about blacks and crime, you talk about blacks committing crime too much. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Talk about this, talk about that, talk about anything else but crime. Don't talk about blacks committing crime. Don't do that, Dominic. 
That's what the emails say. Oh, talk about this in the New York Times today. Talk about that. Talk about anything else, but don't talk about crime. And don't make a connection about blacks and crime. So, Gracie, in my ideal world, that's the only thing that I would add, that these one or two nuts would stop sending me emails. It is time for a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. We are going back to the telephone calls, but again, I cannot get over the page one headline of the New York Post. It says, Toxic Trump. And then it says, Trumpy Dumpy. Don, who couldn't build a wall, had a great fall. Can all the GOP's men put the party back together again? And then the uh, headline on the story says, here's how Donald Trump sabotaged the Republican midterms. Ouch. We are taking uh, your telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Tom, Tom in the Bronx. Good morning, Tom. What's on your mind? I'd like to say that at least today, President Biden sounded more presidential than ever before. He sounded like he had uh, more of the, uh, he sounded like he was more on cue than ever before. But if I were him, I would uh, take my son and ship him to another country so he wouldn't have to go through any hideous law pursuits. Hmm. Well, I, I hear you, Tom, but what I saw was a, a a president that was almost uh, boasting uh, about the results of the midterm and, and midterms, and perhaps, perhaps, perhaps he should be in a good mood considering it wasn't as bad as it was uh, expected to be. But, mm, and I mean, you know, normally he'll answer a couple of questions and like any president, and then he's gone. But today. And reporters are going to go as far as you let them go. Today it was, Mr. President, can I ask you a question with five follow-ups? Mr. President, can I ask you six questions? Mr. President, Mr. President, oh, sure. Thank you for the call, Tom. Oh, sure. You can ask me anything you want to because every response is going to come right back to how you like me now. The election was not as bad against me, and I am going to run. So it was a good day for the president, but Mr. President, age-wise, I don't know. We are uh, taking your telephone calls, Pete, on Staten Island. Good morning, Pete. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Thank you for being loyal to uh, President Trump. You know, he proved himself as president. And I think because of the business mind that he has, he's about the only guy that could straighten this country back out after all the damage that this Biden has done. And uh, I'm listening to the callers and, uh, you know, everybody's like jumping off. I mean, you got to stay with the guy. And I'm look, I don't have any facts. I don't know. I'm just going. The first time I've seen uh, DeSantis with his wife, very beautiful woman, but geez, something wasn't right because he was leaning over, kissing her, and she was like pushing back. You know, maybe she's shy or something, but maybe there's something going on that we don't know about because the body language to me tells me that she's not comfortable. Well, I, 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 I appreciate the call, Pete. I don't know if there's anything in Governor DeSantis' uh, background. The only only thing I can tell you is that um, the reporters, we, we, we hear all the whispers. And I haven't heard anything about DeSantis. But I remember when I started out in 1988, and perhaps I should not be telling this story, but, um, you know, I'm wide-eyed, and I'm on the national uh, presidential campaign trail. And some of the senior reporters said, see this? I won't say the position, because then you'll know the politician. See that one right there? That's his mistress. See that one right there? His mistress is over there. See this one right there? And so for Trump to come out and say, 
Be careful, DeSantis. I'm about to drop something. Something. Uh, mm, mm. So we 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 uh, are about to find out uh, what what Governor DeSantis is made of. Maybe he is the knight in shining armor that can save the party. We will see. But he's got an 800 pound gorilla in front of him, and that person's name is Donald Trump. And he's not going to just get out the way and go, oh, take what I feel is rightfully mine. You go ahead. You're more popular than I am. Mm-mm, that's not going to happen. I think President Trump will say, if I can't have it, you're not going to have it. Let's go to Gina in Brooklyn. Good morning, Gina. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dom. Good, Good morning. I don't know if Oprah Winfrey was trying to betray Dr. Oz or protect Dr. Oz. And also, Fetterman, when he made that blooper about hello, good night, mm-hmm. I don't know if he was trying to uh, address the contingency that's, that says that. There are a lot of islanders um, who say hello, good night. I've heard it on the radio Shows, prayer shows, they call for prayer and a lot of illegals praying for the, excuse me, citizenship and uh, green card and visa to be renewed and all kinds of trouble they got on because they were illegal. And they say, hello, good night. And also, if Trump dropped a bomb on DeSantis, I think a lot of people who like Trump are not going to like him anymore. Hmm. Well, that's that's uh, that's interesting. But we do know that Trump does it his way. That's what makes him uh, who he is. Perhaps, Gina, you are correct. Perhaps you are correct. In a second, I'm going to bring in Frank Morano. But first, let's go to our friend. Thank you for the call, Gina. Let's go to our friend Marianne in Queens. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, Dominic. Um, Good morning. Talking about... Um, uh, DeSantis and Donald Trump and the election. Wait, do me a I, favor. Uh, D- don't don't move the papers around because it's very hard to, to hear oh, you, Marianne. Sorry, Thank sorry. you. Go, go ahead. All right. Um, I have the people that are uh, close to Alexandra Cortez, and they find out that she has an army of people that is, are calling uh, conservative programs to say do to do exactly what Eddie and the others are doing here. They are after Trump, and they are trying to convince all those conservatives not to go for Trump. So you have to be aware because they are sabotaging your program. Now, I agree I, with I, that I, lady. Hey, Marianne, Marianne, no one is sabotaging my program. Trust me when, when I tell you. I'm very keen on paying attention. I and, know. and that's why I get so annoyed at the emails from the nuts telling me what I should be discussing, discussing on the program. Discuss anything except for blacks committing crime. And like, like I need their suggestion. And, and what I really want to say in the email, Marianne, I'm going to say it on the radio. If you've got all the ideas and if you're so successful, then why aren't you on the radio? Why don't you have a radio show rather than wasting my time emailing me? Go ahead, Marianne, because I'm short on time, please. I, I agree 100% with you, my friend. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I thank you uh, I thank you for the call, and, and have a great morning. And you know what? Uh, uh, Frank Morano is here, but I see it says that I'm making a, a false analogy uh, on the 800-pound gorilla, Steve, from Brooklyn. Steve, I'm short on time, so make your point quick, please. Yes, in the Old Testament, David had an 800-pound gorilla named Goliath, and he dispatched him with one okay, stone. Okay, 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 but tell me why I'm wrong here. Um, I think that DeSantis is young and vibrant. We need that just as we needed youth when Kennedy Okay, 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 all right, fair enough. And, but And he has brilliance. The That's, main thing is he has okay, brilliance. But he's untested. Will you admit that, that we don't know what's in his background? He's I, untested. I have more hope in the untested than the demonstrated okay, well, okay, thank you for the call. I shouldn't have taken that call because here's why I shouldn't have taken the call. That's being naive. In modern-day politics, you could you could walk on water. But if you can't survive the personal attacks, you're done. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Hello, sir. Hello, Dominic. What do you have coming up? All right, action-packed show. Uh, we're going to be talking. Hey, about- wait. Great, 
great conversation. I'm mad at you. Oh, boy. Because you kept me up for half the oh, night please. with your panel last night. No, I'm serious. Uh, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Wiener, uh, Bob Stranieri. Uh, yeah, and uh, Dr. Frank Sorrentino in the first hour. We had Roger Stone a little bit later. We, we, had, a, we had a lot of good discussions yesterday. And, and, and uh, you know, you know the after the election, we all need some rest. <laughs> That's and, sure. and, and I'm sitting there listening to Frank Morano <laughs> and his panel discussion. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, Go no, ahead. it's okay. We got an action-packed show. A lot of people, Dominic, have been concerned about threats facing the electric grid and threats facing the supply chain. So I'm going to be joined by a gentleman named J.C. Cole. Some of the folks might have heard him two weeks ago on the Cats Roundtable. He's an engineer. He's a farmer. He's a real estate developer and the former president of the American Chamber of Commerce in Latvia. And he is part of this movement where a lot of the world's billionaires are paying to escape global disaster. They're essentially building these, I'll call them bunkers, but there's a little bit more to it than that. Really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, Ralph Nader's sister, Claire Nader, has a book out about raising tweens, and it's written to tweens about basically getting off the screen and uh, doing some other things that are productive. I think wherever people fall on the political spectrum, they're going to be intrigued by some of her suggestions. Uh, our friend and colleague Brian Kilmeade will join us to discuss yesterday's elections, and my buddy Harry Hurley uh, will join us from Atlantic City to talk what's right, happening. I there. got a question. When yeah. does Brian Kilmeade? me sleep you got me honestly i mean i, I i'm exhausted just looking at his schedule I, 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 don't, I don't i'm tired already the show hasn't even started I, I i can't understand it he is a freak of nature yes yes but 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 a, a and great, i even texted him i said journalist. brian you know if you're yes. not if you're not up for right. coming on tomorrow take off right so no no i'll be available uh, <laughs> all right brian Let's go back to the telephone calls. Frank Morano, Dominic Carter, our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning. I am so glad this midterms is over, but I'm disappointed because I'll be in Georgia when they decide on um, um, if um, work is going to walk the way out of the way. But um, it was quite interesting, and I'm glad it's over. And either party, Dominic, I'll take the Santas anyway. But um, just for your caller, I did not vote for either Hawker or um, um, Zeldin. So I'm not a Democratic voter. She was wrong. Have a good night. Okay. All right, Audrey. Wait, Audrey, are you still there? Yes. How are you doing? Much better, much better. Okay. Just, you know, much better. That's why I'm taking a little trip to Georgia and um, well, the other enjoy. side of the family. I'll call you when I'm down there. Okay. Sounds great, Audrey. I'm glad you're doing better. LQ in the Bronx, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Um, good morning, um, my thing is um, DeSantis uh, should, get, you know, be try to give a chance. So many people hate um, Trump. Uh, everything will come out, and we'll see, you know, and so forth. But we got too much division. Well, uh, what you're uh, correct about, LQ, everything will come out soon enough. But Trump has already said that he's going to drop something as it relates to DeSantis. So, so thank you for the call, LQ. Frank, what do you make of that? Uh, look, I think a lot of it is just bravado. I think Trump likes to get inside people's heads, and I think he likes to um, say stuff like that in the hopes that people come to him with information. And I'm sure he does have some information uh, about uh, about about DeSantis. Look, he's in Florida. DeSantis is in Florida. I think mostly it's just bravado. Okay. Well, folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. I will be back again tomorrow. Same time, same station.